successive releases of <laughs> Kanye West's Donda and Drake's certified lover boy. Wow. Where to begin? You know, I almost I was thinking the same thing. Like, where do you start with that? Is it the the fake outs from Kanye on releases? Is I think it... we start with uh scoop to de poop. <laughs> scoop de whoop de scoop. Poop it, whoop scoop. It actually goes much farther than that. That's true. But it's it's a long story if we go that. No, I'll say yeah. the Pusha T is the closest, you know, Pusha T has very close ties to Kanye West and mm-hmm. the poopity. You're right. That is the poopity scoop. That's kind of where it starts, huh? I think that's where a lot of people will will be like remember. We're more, more the, aware. The start. I don't think anyone really. It's funny because I can totally see Kanye just out of nowhere being like, "Oh, Drake wants this beat. <laughs> Fuck him!" And just like making that decision out of the blue, like Jake Drake had never wronged this man, and he was just like, "Ah, fuck it." Um, <laughs> oh, too. oh, actually, was, um, oh my gosh, was that one Drake song, Kiki? Do you love me? Are you riding? Before that, that was that before Pooty Scoop or was Pooty Scoop before that? No, no, no. Pooty Scoop was after that. Okay, so that may have been where it started. Drake kind of before that. Oh man, do you want to know where that starts? Where Where does that start? Kanye West did two things with Drake mm-hmm. um, on his first album that Drake mm-hmm. did not like. He produced Find Your Love, which has which is a really great song, but obviously has that like that beat smack that's totally feels un like unpublished. Mm-hmm. Like some eighth grader put that together. Um and it could have been a creative choice, but knowing Kanye and how good he is, we he knew how that sounded, and I think Drake knew how that sounded once it rolled out. That's the first thing. And the second thing was Kanye West also produced uh or at least had a big hand in the direction of his uh music video for best i ever had which got a lot of flack Mm. um and since then it's been a lot of shuttle subtle excuse me subtle shots and jabs that most people wouldn't know until poop duty scoop happened right right um and then these guys aren't talking to each other publicly yeah um the the push a t Story of Adenon. I mean, we all know how that went down. Drake yeah. has a son. Holy crap. I can't believe I still can't, can't believe that's how we found out. That's nuts. That's how we found out. That's nuts. And I honestly feel as though um if it weren't for Pusha T. I wouldn't know to this day. We wouldn't know to this day. And I don't know if Adonis is getting quite the deal that he's getting now. He's definitely <laughs> he definitely doesn't sign that Adidas contract. <laughs> That fucker's he loaded. He definitely doesn't. You're, you're. I think that you're right. Um, we probably wouldn't have known until this kid was like 16, and probably was like, "Hey, you, you know Drake's my father, right?" <laughs> yeah, you know Marvin's room. That should have been my room. That was my. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been my room. But Dad had me living with Mom. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. If it weren't for oh. push, I wouldn't have gotten that room. That's so true. So there's that. There's the. Address posting on, I think, Twitter or Instagram from Kanye. Um, and then Drake laughing about it. And Drake laughing about it. Um, there's a subtle rumors that, well, I mean, this is now, but Evan Lee Drake's D 
dipped into the Kardashian pool more than once. Mm-hmm. I will say, despite these albums coming so close together, um, I don't think any part of Kanye's rollout or album or any of it had anything to do with Drake. No, it didn't. It was definitely the other way around. 100% the other way around. And we'll get to to our opinions on the Drake thing, but I think we should start with just how crazy and batshit this Kanye rollout was, especially being in Atlanta, having this man live in Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Stadium. I mean, let's just talk about the things he did. I mean, obviously, finishing the album in Mercedes-Benz, which is weird enough on its own. That's Insane. an odd thing to do. Insane. <laughs> Turn, turned part of this place into his own recording studio. Yeah. Um, he also was live streaming. Live streaming his room. His room. Doing push-ups. He was working out. Chance I mean, the Rapper visited. We had, I mean, we had a bunch of names in there. Definitely floated around a lot of names. Mike Will. The the rumors of the Kim K and Kanye divorce were like when the first popping up. Yep. Uh, I guess again at this time, um, that was happening, and then you you sell out Mercedes Benz to. <laughs> you sell it out. Well, man, first you say the show is going to start at eight. <laughs> okay, that was my first mistake was trusting Kanye to start a show on time because I had a live stream on Twitch pulled up. Oh, just yeah. absolutely waiting. I was at Grindhouse actually. Oh, really? Right down the road. Um, just waiting for this thing to start. Doesn't start it till ten. Um, and then it ends at eleven. And from what I've heard, so I didn't go to either of the the live shows. Yeah, nor did but I. But from what I've from what I've heard, the first show, it seemed like it was not even close to being finished. Yeah, like the bass was super, super heavy. People didn't even realize that Jay Z was featured on the last track because, like, they couldn't hear his verse over the instrumental. Really? So, like, apparently Kanye was not too happy with the crowd's reaction at the end of the first listening, but it could have been due to just like overpowering fucking bass, which is ironic because on the live stream there was like almost no bass at all. It sounded pretty clean. Yeah. Um, so the first one, it's basically just big, like white sheet over the entire floor of Mercedes Benz. And it's just Kanye in this red, red bomber puffer yep. matching sweats, big ass fucking orange shoes Huge. and this face mask that will, well, we'll, we'll come to see Kanye in this outfit basically all the time for the next two weeks. Yeah, it's I mean, it'll definitely be, you know, when people do those charts of artists and they show like their eras and like uh, some sort of either drawing from their era. Yep. The face mask will be an era. Oh, yeah. There was like pink polo Kanye. Yeah. Then there was like the uh, the 808s like jacket kind of future whatever Kanye. Mm hmm. There's, yeah, there's a graduation where it's probably just like the bear, the bear head. That's mm-hmm. an era in itself. Now we got like masked up Kanye. Yeah. Um, so that was crazy. And then he decided to do a second one. And the <laughs> second one was fucking nuts. 
The live album, so nice you do it twice. Oh my god, when he just leaned back and just went straight up. I was like, Kanye, (laughs) are you... Are you fucking kidding me right now? This isn't even like you're not even dropping the album. No, because later he'd go to Chicago and build a goddamn house down in the middle of uh, why was why? it Soldier Field or was he at Wrigley? I, f- I forget where he was. But One of the two. But good lord, I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous rollout. Crazy That's to see him walking around Mercedes Benz during an Atlanta United game, hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's an artist that has a bigger rollout than that. Like legit. Uh, you know, it would probably have to be some se- huge 70s rock band. And even then, I, I feel like I would have heard of it if someone did something like this. Yeah, it was unprecedented for sure. And eventually he drops the album. I will say controversial. He had baby and Marilyn Manson, Manson. Yeah. at his Chicago live listening event. And then featured them on part twos, which were basically remixes or alternative versions of a couple songs. Um, like, in retrospect, to Baby, he was super fucking ignorant and has since admitted that he was ignorant and has since been educated and has apologized and is trying to make that mistake right. Mm-hmm. Um, Marilyn Manson, however, that's a little different, huh? Accused multiple times, of, multiple women. Uh, yeah, just straight maybe, up abuse. Uh, maybe let's stay away from that, Kanye. Maybe not the best look. And it's so it's such a like. Here's the thing. So unnecessary. One thing that's obvious to me is like how much both Drake and Kanye pay attention to the people, right? Mm-hmm. They know what moves the people. So like I think but here's the funny thing to me. I think there's like some misstep with Kanye because he sees and analyzes the same data, but like doesn't use it like in his head. He was like, yeah, both controversial people right now. This second. Get them. Yep. But it was like, yeah, it was so weird. Marilyn, I, I will say, especially the Marilyn Manson feature. Um adds nothing to the Not song a drop. um at all you can say you like the baby's verse fine i think it's it's a the baby verse um which is yeah i haven't been surprised by him <laughs> musically for a minute but well you told me you haven't heard the baby and gone whoa <laughs> who's this guy yeah could you know i'm the baby <laughs> yeah he's been the same artist for three years yeah, i mean i i did like kirk the that one that one album he had is a decent album. He it's he is bad. a good rapper. It's not like he's bad. He's a good rapper. It's just it's it's a lot. He also like killed that dude in a Walmart. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, but anyways, other that aside, the actual album it came out. What were your first impressions? I'm gonna go ahead and admit that it took me a while to listen because I'm a big Drake stan and a new Drake was coming out and I was like I'm gonna listen to Drake first and then Kanye. But once I did, <laughs> it's there's there's a lot of really good music on there, man. There and 
there better have been because it's an hour and 48 minutes long. <laughs> Which traditionally, then this is a new thing, especially in hip hop, is releasing these super long projects. Pop Smoke's Faith was just like that. It was yep. like 20 plus songs. Yeah, it was like 27. Um, 18, which doesn't 18. help the argument that it wasn't a little bit exploitative. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, look, to, to me, yeah, this was a pretty, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a pretty good album. I would say it's an album with some really good songs mm-hmm. um, and some exceptional songs. I'll put it that way. There are a couple songs on here that just <laughs> what's that? The one with Don Tolliver to me is insane. Uh, is that to the moon or is it just called moon man? That one. I want to go to. Yeah. I saw. I... Strapping we up Never forget all the memories Sitting I sit by my cup Thinking I should be a better me Truly I'm blessed from the start Saw that on the commercial with um that young woman mm, who was yeah. the the track star that didn't get to go to the olympics to do the you know like shikari shikari yeah yes and i was like wow that's crazy that was a part of his role and that was yeah that was that was before the album drop that's so right so that song 24 is obviously great um so good is that is which one of these is the one with uh the weekend that is um hurricane I amazing i adore that song <laughs> that um, song is so good to me. When I, when I mentioned earlier that there was one album that I listened to way more than any other one, it was this. Really? It was this 100%. I think this is my favorite album that dropped in the second half of this year. Um, And I say that as someone who has never been the biggest Kanye fan and certainly never a Kanye defender. Wow. Um, That's really surprising to hear. Yeah, I just... I don't know if it's like my Catholic upbringing and the lack of God in my life for the last however many years, but <laughs> something about this, I I could tell that he really fucking cared. Obviously, I mean, he named this thing after his late mo- mother, which oh. which tells you a ton. There was that one track that was in the rotation for the two Atlanta showings where it was just his mom saying over and over it was you never abandon your family never abandon your family and then there was like that that beautiful vocal backing on top of it Mm. it didn't make its way into the album but i absolutely loved that shit and i mean this thing to me there are songs that i skip from time to time um like i'm not the biggest okay okay fan uh junior kind of got old after a little while like 24 remote control moon heaven and hell 
Donda, eh, I'll skip a little bit. Keep My Spirit Alive, I'll listen to. That's a really good one. Jesus Lord, I'm probably skipping because it's just so long. Um, but New Again, Television. That So Television is is just a, a verse from Faith, the Smoke album that he also put on Donda, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I don't, but okay. But then like, oh, what's the... Is it Pure Souls? Which is the one with Roddy Rich? Oh, wow, there is so much good music on That's this. That's what I'm saying. It's like I didn't mind this being an hour and 48 minutes. Uh, I think it was just really good. And I, I, I could feel the passion he put into it. It was really discombobulated. And some of the track <laughs> ordering did not make any sense. And some of, the, some of the decisions were certainly questionable. But all in all... I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it was... If I wasn't such a Drake fan, and like adamantly so, this would have had way more attention from me. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. It would have had twice as many spins. Um, and it got it did get a lot for me. Um, it was probably more than most. I would imagine it was... Well, my Spotify rap says otherwise, but... I did listen to it a lot. I feel you. I feel you. And I think it's a a, a good way to transition into to CLB is I think when it comes to Kanye stands, I don't think any of them were saying that this is his best album. No. Certainly not even like top two. Um, whereas I saw at least from a surprising amount of people really, really hyping up CLB a ton. And I do think I didn't really give it a fair shot upon release. Um, partially because I was so deep into Donda and then going to such a different kind of album was a little challenging, but people really hyping this up especially in direct comparison to the Kanye album, I think was not the best of looks. No, it really wasn't. And I don't think you should compare these two albums. Like that doesn't make sense to do. It's not fair, but it's inevitable. It is. I mean, it it, partly because of (laughs) Drake himself and when he rolled it out. Oh yeah. I mean, that was so deliberate. Uh, It's, it's even more deliberate than, no, it's not. It's just as deliberate as like Jay Z trying to snub Nas any chance he gets. One hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Certified Lover Boy is like a, f- it's a fun album that like, I think Drake was just like, yeah, let's put these fun tracks together. I've got, I've got some pretty fun, decent stuff. Like it wasn't like, it didn't feel like, yeah, let me make an album, right. And I don't think it was meant to. That's so funny. It's still new. I can't believe meant. the fucking album art too, dude. Dude, I, legit. So I, I saw, I think I saw like two fakes and like found out they were fakes. Like, you know, after like 30 seconds, saw this, thought this was a fake for a few hours. Yeah. W- no, woke up and was like, oh, that's the real album art. What Insane choice. Hell insane choice that's nuts um those are just emojis man (laughs) yeah isn't it like a uh what's the name of that one like really modern artist uh like a wes anderson no that's a film director 
Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh uh, um, I forget his name, but he does like, I don't know. Yeah, it's the, kinda, the same guy who did like the, the four different camel chicken noodle soups, right? Have you assume. seen, I think that's Andy Warhol. Yes. But I think this guy is. That's what I'm thinking about. It's not Jackson Pollock. But anyways, that aside. Um, yeah, he releases, he releases this album. I mean, Donda was August 29th. <laughs> CLB comes out September 3rd. Pretty deliberate. Um, I mean, it got the numbers. It's Drake. It's going to get the numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, looking at this track listing, I mean, obviously the standout is way too sexy. say i really didn't like it when i first started it me neither at all <laughs> i i was like when i heard it i was like Ugh. yeah just but i don't know but man, I, I guess it grow i still don't really fuck with it that hard i won't be upset if i hear it but like i, I still think it's a little overhyped really i i really enjoy it i've been out and about and have heard that song come on and i've like really enjoyed that like those moments yeah and I think it works super well to be out. I don't think it should ever just be like thrown on with like you in the crib. Fair, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening weird. to this alone, that's <laughs> you got some other things to worry about. You're trying to hype yourself up with confidence, and I don't, I don't think you should use the song to do that. Um, it works really well there. To me, Fair Trade is surprisingly popular. That's not one I would have picked out to be something that people really loved. Yeah, and it looks like the second most played on the album. Yeah, we're you know I think we're looking at the plays on Spotify. Yeah, it's the second most played on By this far. album, and I remember listening to it and uh, I was like, oh, they, this is pretty good, but not the one I would have. I would assume TSU actually. Yeah, and it seems like just proximity to way too sexy is a big boost. Yeah, almost, and yeah. no friends in the industry. Um, <laughs> But in, in so in terms of being a Drake fan and looking at this retrospectively, where not necessarily where does this rank in comparison to other albums? Um, but kind of like how do you see this adding to what Drake has already put out? What where what place does this hold and kind of like the Drake legacy? Yeah, that's a really good question it'll hold the space that it's you know what it's a little tough i think because we knew and he said that scorpion um in my head drake's released three throwaway albums in a row okay so and yeah i will look at the discography as i talk to talk about it just to make sure i'm not crazy that's interesting three throwaway albums in a row and what's insane is like it's still him, so <laughs> it's still gonna hit. But like, in terms of like a body of work, yes, yes. All right, so let's look at. Okay, as I say that, 
I'm wondering if I'm coming up for excuses with Drake. <laughs> How so? Because I just looked at the album list and I was about to be like, man, it's really like five throwaway albums in a row. <laughs> no. It's still legit. Okay. Let's, so, yeah, we got to look at the album list now. So in my head, I was about to say three because Care Package, which is all the Lucy's, right? Those are all Lucy's from the past like 10 years. Yeah, I can't believe that is even considered an album. But it is. And it sold so much. So, Yeah. Care package. I was gonna say care package, and then Dark Lane demo tapes, which he said, "Yeah, this is a lot of Lucy's from the album." I'm, ex- but it's still I'm excited. 14, about. I mean, it's it's still forty nine minutes and fifty five seconds. That's a regular album length. It is. No, these are long. I'm yeah. saying throwaways because wow, yeah, he's talked about them as like, yeah, this isn't my Scorpion to me. I guess that was he took that pretty seriously. He did. Um but yeah, the last three albums to me were like throwaways, including Certified Lover Boy. So he had two in a row that were throwaway. And I was like, okay, fine. With Dark Lighting Care Package. Yep. And so I was like, your next one is clearly going to be like, you're going to take it seriously. It's probably going to be a concept album. It'll probably be like, you're putting everything into this. Certified Lover Boy felt like, oh no, I can't really tour right now. Um, Let's just put out a lot of these songs. These are all really good. Well, and and what is Drake? What has Drake really had to deal with over <laughs> the last three years? I mean, almost since views nothing. That's why more life is yeah, a throwaway album. I mean, even like I guess it really started with "What a Time to Be Alive" was when he was like he really kind of launched onto another level of of superstardom he was already one of the biggest names in hip-hop when he came out with if you're reading this it's too late yeah and then what a time to be alive people were like oh here we go yeah and views even though most people would agree it's not his best work just blew up numbers wise because it was the next drake album yeah and it came out at a good time of year and it just he blew up and i totally see where you're coming from with the three throwaway thing yeah um I almost want to say five. I just know he took Scorpion very seriously. Right. Even though it didn't quite hit the mark. Yeah. So to me, four out of his last five albums, including Certified Loverboy, were throwaways. So I think CLB is like a disappointment that has some really good bangers. Disappointed that it wasn't like, and when I say amazing, I don't mean like this was a bad album by any means. This is a really, really good album. It just wasn't like a, oh my God. Right. Like It's like he wasn't ready, kind of, for kinda. the... He wasn't ready for Donda to drop and be as good as it was. Nope. I and think that's pretty close to what happened. Yeah. And he said, all right, let me let me get some tracks together. I got this one, The Future. I got this one. Let me get this one, Thames. Like, yeah, but yeah, I got that. And then put it together. Um, it does have one of my favorite Drake songs, though. Uh, <laughs> Pappy's Home. <laughs> is just both conceptually and execution and the, the way it sounds. I adore that song. It has like some of the, probably the lowest, I would guess it's got to be one of the lowest streamed. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's well, there's there. quite a lot of songs on here too. And everything in the beginning is going to get more, I guess once you pass knife talk, it falls off pretty hard. Yeah. Which is, which actually makes sense. Cause from there on, I actually went back to listen to a lot of early Drake stuff. I love that one. You'd think that would have bigger numbers, 
that's like a top three all time Drake song for me. I am one too. Uh, yeah, I miss you too. Uh, should we should we take a little break and leave him off with Pappy's Home? Or yeah, please. I adore this. Pappy's Home is just. Should I talk about it before or after you play it? Give us give us a little run in. I to me, it's just it brings together some of my favorite characteristics of Drake, like a doing an amazing sample, um, b the pettiness. I mean, he just starts off the track with, <laughs> I know you boys been waiting for me, telling everyone you're all my sons. And then he raps well on it. And then a wonderful little pipe in from Nicki Minaj that felt so great to hear because it's been a long time since they've really got to interact a ton. Right. I just, he sings on it too. It brings together all of it. I think the pettiness in it that I enjoy is there from the get go, and it's just I I can't not love this. And with that, here's Pappy's home. I apologize for my absence. I know I left you without a name to drop. I don't know how I expected you to get your cloud up and get your money up, but don't worry. Daddy's home. Turn me up. Yeah, niggas know they need to stop. I'm standing at the top, that's how I know you never seen the top. Sierra Kane parking lot, looking like Magic City parking lot. Hear the talks when I walk by, like you know it's over when he drop, hey, drop, yeah. And I'm coming with the wop, y'all niggas not popping. Fuck it, and she going shopping, whoa. I'm running out of ops, they're running out of options. Put them up for adoption, sign my name on a dot. This is not luck, baby. This no four leaf, no horseshoe. I'm in the bank thinking poor you. I'm in New York on John Chetrick. Supermodels in AR sex. Lock the door to the bathroom. There you go. So that was Poppy's home. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Drake. So that's Drake. Certified lover boy. Um, I think consensus you can't you can't compare the albums, but you can't help but compare the albums. Yeah. We had um, no choice. <laughs> yeah, and both of these are also nominated for album of the year for this mm-hmm. year's Grammy Awards alongside Olivia's Sour and Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever. Um, I would be shocked if anyone but Olivia Rodrigo won this award. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I wouldn't be that shocked. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be shocked, but it... it Drake won't win is what I'm trying to say. Kanye won't win, but... No. I think if Drake were to win this award over the rest of the field, it would be a much bigger deal than if Kanye were to win over the rest of the field. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to me even for Drake to win. And Olivia Rodrigo just had such a large moment. Huge. Absolutely. Was musician of the year for me. Easily. Driver's license was the biggest song of the year. Um, I mean that had a that had a grip on people for a long time. <laughs> a while. A long time. I think maybe that's the one that I can say even captured my attention. Like after we did it, like I wanted to go back and listen to some of that music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so moving on to the next album, we wanted to briefly mention Baby Keem's "The Melodic Blue." <laughs> um, obviously biggest things out of this were the Kendrick features. Amazing brother. Uh, amazing brother. That Top has of to the be moment. one of like the best like duo hip hop songs or rap songs. I should say so fun range brothers and 
Um, oh, I'm blanking on the the first one. I've listened to that one way more. Um, oh, they're like they're the first one that dropped. There was another single before Family Ties. No, Family Ties. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. Range Brothers was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the top of the morning, top of the morning, top yeah, of the morning, top, top of the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny and cheeky, and they just it it is kind of fun what they do. They just crazy. They're cousins, right? Yep, yep. And you can tell they had a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, and it did eventually lead to Kendrick announcing. Um, pretty much that he started working on his next album mm-hmm. on Twitter, uh, in typical Kendrick fashion, pretty cryptically. Of course, um, doesn't say a, a damn thing that's real. Yeah, which like you know, what do you expect? It's Kendrick. Uh, I can't fucking wait. It's I'm probably gonna play it every day, all day for months. Yeah. And I hope it's better than Damn because Damn did not last as long as I thought it was going to initially. It really didn't. I think from Damn, there's really loyalty is probably one of the few loyalty, that I loyalty, just, loyalty. Yeah, that's one that really sticks with me. I'll I'll throw DNA that on though. I mean DNA was that huge. and DNA that was DNA be my was second. absolutely huge. Um, I think one that aged really badly was. Um, not loyalty was loyalty was the one with Rihanna, correct? Yeah. Well, I think love. What was like the slower, like kind of ballad style song on there? I believe you're with, talking like, about Zakari, love. I think. Mm-hmm. That's love. It, it, it just just a lot of those tracks didn't, especially in comparison to "To Pimp a Butterfly," "Good Kid, Mad City." <laughs> I mean, Section Eighty. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a string of insanely good albums. Um, right, rightfully putting Kendrick in a lot of people's top five conversations easily. Um, but I, I, you know, but we'll see. See, that must be really great for Baby Keem to be able to just be around someone that that good at creating oh, yeah. music. Um, and it it shines because to me, this was a really standout like freshman album. Like for sure, that's insane how good an album that is for someone's first album. I agree. Um, but the kind of tying back to the, the pop icons of this time that we were mentioning earlier in terms of Olivia and Billy, um, a couple of other names that came up were Lil Nas X and Meg Thee Stallion. And they both released some pretty big albums this year. Yeah. Uh, Montero. Montero, man. Just... What a goddamn rollout. I'm looking at the track list and it's a just like a billion plays for Montero. A billion. And honestly to me it's not even the best one on this. No, it's not. I mean, I love Industry Baby. Oh, like that that is so good. Uh Scoop is insanely good. Like I just kind of Scoop? went back to Scoop. Hurt like Doja Cat's verse on Scoop is really good. Um yeah. And it's like I mean similar I think Lil Nas X is way more intentional and persistent about his online presence, whereas like Doja Cat, kind of her fans were doing the work for her. Lil Nas X very much puts out a lot of online content, tons, and he's so good at it. And I've never seen an, a musical artist that's this good. I've never seen a celebrity that's this good. I, maybe Gabriella Union mm-hmm. does internet really well. 
Um, but she's much older. So like naturally she's not as in tune. Um, Lil Nas X is a different level of online presence and personality. He just knows the internet better than basically everyone else. Literally, honestly, if he didn't become a musical artist, he'd probably be running like 12 large, like (laughs) brands, brand accounts. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I think it was a good album. You know, I think it was a lot better than than the first project he released. Um, a lot more yeah. consistent, I think. Kind of found what he sounds best on, and really just hammered it and did a really good job. It was still sonically diverse enough to where I think it it, it hit all the right notes. And what's so impressive to me about this is the fact that I think most of these songs are better than Old Town Road. Like you have to kind of talk about Old Town Road because that's where, I, you know, he just jump, explode, literally has one of the best Out of songs. Um, what is it? I think the record is longest time on, uh, what, the number one spot? I think so. Um, that's insane in itself. And everyone was, you know, probably thinking like you just can't top that as an artist. Like you just won't beat that kind of size. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Old Town Road remix with Billy Ray and Old Town Road combined have almost two billion plays on Spotify. And there are two other remixes. <laughs> yeah. There's the Young Thug one. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, what a massive song. So glad that he was able to avoid the the pitfalls of the one hit wonder and has turned this into a really good career representing Georgia very well. Oh, he's an ATL kid. I love it. He's an ATL kid. I'm such a big fan of Lil Nas X and not really just his music, but just like him. I really, to me, it's so impressive how well he navigates the internet and oh, yeah. can just make that work. Oh yeah. And also insane that he is about the same age as Megan the Stallion. That's crazy. I have no words. It's a different kind of either way. Now the album itself as well is man. Fan fucking tastic. I was really surprised. I didn't even know what it was. Something for the hotties, which honestly I thought was just going to be like, okay, here's a bunch of songs that girls should twerk to and probably not going to resonate with me. Boy, was I wrong. I, so much of this is impressive. Uh, Megan's piano, which starts out with, <laughs> what sounds like her in the studio just kind of playing with a piano. <laughs> uh, yeah. All really this. short track times. And it's just straight. Thought shit, thought shit huge fucking song. Really, oh, really a super small amount of plays. If you're looking at this. I mean, we're talking 3 million, 8 million, 9 million. I don't think this got the attention it deserved. And then thought shit with 160 million. You know what I think happened with this album? Megan the Stallion, who to most of her fan base and like generic fan base, um, which includes like the young millennial women who like to scream some of her lyrics to thought shit at, at their local bar, um, you know, 20 minutes before Sweet Caroline comes on like that mm-hmm. fan, fan base, right. which is huge. They weren't ready to see that like she's a really good rapper. I mean, Megan's had a huge year and. She too. I think this this was one for her in a way. It was. I think it was too. And I was again 
really surprised. I think I really, really loved like three or four of these songs. And A, it was a really good reminder that this is a damn good rapper from Houston. <laughs> like a damn good. Yes. Like, and I, I'm now realizing that we should maybe at the end of this talk about another rapper from Texas. Maxo Cream? Travis. Oh, yeah, I had that I think that we thought. need to fit that in. I, we forgot to talk about that uh, Definitely in the pre-show, should. but we'll we'll have to touch on that at the end. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll touch on that in a second. We'll um, get to it. Either way, something for the hotties is like Megan the Stallion showing how good she is. And my first thought when I listened to this was Shell Rap Circle is probably around 90% of your favorite rappers in 2021. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm not saying she's literally the goat, but she'll, she's honest. Too. If I made a, oh, this is a scary thought. If I made a top thirty of all time rappers, like rapping skill, mm. she'd actually be up there for me. I'm not gonna comment, <laughs> mainly because I I don't know enough about '90s rap, all that stuff early 2000s rap even i'm not even gonna get into that devon that that is 100 percent a devon endorsed opinion totally devon endorsed opinion uh the Schutz super pack does not <laughs> does not necessarily back these opinions it doesn't i was just i'm very impressed with how i good like she that is. Though. that's bold that's bold it's really bold i think she does deserve respect i mean nikki is already already well in there yeah, well, Nikki's... Even though, I mean, she's been releasing a lot of cringe shit lately. Um, her, she is. Her fucking, like, her whole shit with, uh, what's his name, the snitch. Um, with six Takashi? Nine. Yeah, for what? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a whole I can, conversation. I'm blind that. to Nikki moves past 2017 in my head. She's just this wonderful rapper that has huge pop hits and uh, the barbs are exist. Yep. Like, I'm just not pretending none of it after that exists in my head. Which... Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll run through um we wanna run through some quick mentions before we end off with um the big three releases that came out relatively recently. Yeah. Um and then we'll we'll discuss the, the Travis Scott Astroworld incident very briefly. Um some some honorable mentions for releases. Um we had Life of a Dom by Don Tolliver. Um, Devon, you said that was a pretty solid album. I haven't given it a, a real listen yet, but you said that was pretty solid. I was really skeptical because Don Tolliver, like to me, was gonna ride the coattails of Travis Scott in terms of just kind of popping out and have having his first album because that was kind of the guy who put him on. But yeah, Don Tolliver's first album reminded me of Baby Keem's because not because of how they sound, but I was like, wow, this is a really good first album. Right. So, yeah, Don Tolliver, definitely give it a listen if you haven't. And I will be sure to as well. Um, also want to shout out Punk, Young Thug. Um, Young Thug, especially with his last few projects, coming out with these very different sounding um, albums. I, I'm sure a lot of people remember um, that album he released in 2018, um, Beautiful Thugger Girls. Yep. Um very very different from anything he had released before i would say a pretty similar vibe with punk it's very stripped back it's a lot of um natural instrumentals i would say um all in all certainly not my favorite thug project 
can't even really think of any true standout moments off the top of my head. Um, but there's bubbly, which is just the the only standout to me. That's the one with, I think Travis Scott and Drake, which that's right. I think has way less to do with Young Thug than anything else. If you know who I'm fans of, right, right. And I will say, like, I even I like so I liked his feature on Donda. Um, it wasn't my favorite track. Uh, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it was okay. Um, I think Young Thug doesn't really need to come out with good music for me anymore. No. Necessarily. Like, I I want him to, but I think he's already solidified his place in history for me as being one of the most, like, influential hip-hop vocalists to ever exist. Exactly. That's um, so he has nothing left to prove for me. Perfect way to put it. I wouldn't say it any different. He's he has his standout stuff. He's got huge songs that people love. He has beautiful moments uh, that people can recite. And he did so much fun, which is my favorite thug project and his best one, in my opinion. Like both are one and the same. And so to me, he doesn't have to put anything else out. He can go and experiment for the next 15 years and all of it be trash and you'll still be amazing. Give give us a, a true country album, Young Thug. Be bold. Do what you Dude, really want to do. Give us a country do. Christmas album. I would actually fucking love a country <laughs> a country Christmas Young Thug album. Would be unreally good. I know we'll get it sometime. Um so with that, I think we're gonna move into the big three. I think we all can kind of predict which ones we're about to discuss. It is Red Taylor's version, by the way. <laughs> Two hours and ten minutes of re-recordings of Taylor Swift's um, now nine-year-old album. Crazy. Is it nine years? Uh, I think so. Let's let's see where the original is. Red album. But I just want to clarify, it's Taylor's version, so don't worry. Scooter Braun won't be getting any money from this podcast. That'll be going straight to the girl boss herself. So I just... 2012. Nine years. Wow. Um, so we'll be discussing Taylor Swift's Red, Silk Sonic, which I think we've, I mean, we've all been waiting for since like March. Yeah. If not earlier. When um, did, um, I can't even remember what the first single is because the <laughs> the latest one is so big. Was it? All I have in my head is smoking out the window. Dude, that's, the, I was about to say, it's the only song in my head right now. That's it. We'll figure it out eventually. And then, and then, of course, the Adele 30, which if y'all have listened to our very first episode where we discussed five albums that really influenced our, our current listening habits, Devon listed Adele's 19. Yeah. 19 as one of his top five. So Devon especially <laughs> will have some things to say about that. But we will start with Red, Taylor's version. Devon, did you ever listen to Red when it came out nine years ago? The OG. The uh, OG. I spun it um, maybe, if I had to guess, five times previously. Okay. Um, like, since it came out, and they weren't all in succession either. So, <laughs> right. Uh, do I know some of these songs? Yeah, I recognize them. Um, but I not mean, too we've much. all we've all heard 
loving you was right. Uh, 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 uh. Yep. We've all heard 22. Everyone has. <laughs> We've all heard um hmm, Sad Beautiful Tragic, I think. If you if if you heard it, you would you would recognize it. Um, but like this is a ton. This is a ton of stuff. I mean, 30 30 songs including what will be the main topic of conversation as was for everybody else is the 10 minute version of all too well, which prior to this album's release, um, widely acknowledged by a lot of really diehard Taylor Swift fans, the, the regular original version of all too well, um, held as one of her best songs, Mm -hmm. which I never really listened to it that much initially because I think, it it wasn't a radio hit. It was one of those more, you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know all too well, and you really stick with that because you, you kind of know more of the details of what happened. You can read into the subtext. And it's been the world's worst kept secret for the last nine years that this is about <laughs> her three-month relationship and subsequent breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so as any rational mature human being would do because her fans said they really wanted to hear it and because she has teased the existence of this she releases the 10 minute version basically explicitly referencing Jake Gyllenhaal everything shy of of using his name um and and just bringing bringing all this back up into the surface um I would lose my mind if a 10-year-old breakup was brought to the public again and I was still getting shit on. Like, I'd be livid that it didn't switch sides. (laughs) The masculine urge to defend Jake Gyllenhaal with no prior knowledge of any of the events. I have no clue what's happened between these two. I, my girlfriend and I have had longer argumentative conversations about this subject than just about anything else. Wait, and we've so. been dating for well over a year now. So it's coming up on two years. Well, no, it's, it's about a year and a half. I know very few details. Like I know enough to be dangerous, but again, I'd be livid if there were fi- what was 10 year olds that are now 20 shitting on me. I'd be so pissed. I think, I think, I think the thing that the, need, the world needs to hear the most about this situation is two straight men talking about this. So I'm glad that we're oh, able absolutely. to have this conversation. No, 100% my perspective uh, uh, is real here. As far as I know. Okay. And, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong listeners and I'm sure you will. Um, here is what I know of the details. Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift date for three months when she is, I believe, 19 or 20 years old. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously quite a bit older, I believe 10 years, maybe I think 11. He's very close to 30 or at 30. 10 or 11 years older. So not the best look. Not the best look, uh, the age gap. Um, I can get it being in Hollywood, though. It's not uncommon. She's a huge star. Yeah, I mean. It's not a good look, but I no, can see that yeah, it happens. So, like, yeah, the, the, the whole Hollywood 
I mean, the whole Leo DiCaprio, the second his girlfriend turns 25, he's on to the next. See you. Um, that's, that's a whole thing. Not saying it's, it's necessarily what I would do as a, as a, as a Hollywood actor. I don't think I'd necessarily go after a 20 year old, uh, musician who's famous for her, her, um, basically like breakup songs. Dramatic music. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but Hell you know, no. like, sure. Um, but essentially it seems as though he really wasn't as into it as she was. And per, per Taylor Swift, because we haven't really heard Jake Gyllenhaal say much public about this. I which, was going to ask, is, has he talked about it? No, not really. Um, I would, I feel like I would have seen a clip or two pop by me if he ever spoke on it. It's been brought up in interviews, I believe. Um, but he always seems to just kind of like pass it off. it. But according to her and, and I'll take her word for this. Absolutely. He made it seem like it was more serious than he was actually thinking, which that sucks. Um, it really does suck. They break up after three months. The song all too well is about essentially that is about him knowing that he didn't quite feel the same that she did and kind of leading her on and then out of the blue, just ending this relationship, which I, I think has happened to, to everyone at some point. Yeah. Um, especially when you're that young, it's easy to feel like so many things are out of the blue man or woman. I don't think this is a woman thing. I think you can be 19 or 20 and be like, what? I don't understand. And, but like, you know, in retrospect, after five or even 10 years, it's easy to point out and be like, yeah, that wasn't working. Right. And I think especially, you know, she's a musician. She, she is well within her right to use personal experience in her music. That's what makes music good. That's yeah. what she's super, super good at. No matter how much you, you, someone can dislike Taylor Swift, they can't take away the fact that she's absolutely a master at, writing super relatable stuff based on super specific events. Yeah. That and that's what that's what good pop songwriters do is they make they take these like really complex things that everyone feels and just simplifies them to a nice 3 minutes with the yeah, beautiful <laughs> describes some some super specific scene that for some reason is like damn I've never lived that but like I just got goosebumps. That's me. And she's super fucking good at that. Now, here's where, as a man, <laughs> now, but but I will say, I won't get into it too much, but Taylor Swift is known for being a little toxic, maybe. Right? Like, maybe, you know, maybe... I'll just say that some of her f- diehard fans that I have known, not the healthiest of relationships. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that writing, not writing, but releasing this nine years later, knowing full well that this is just going to absolutely take everyone by storm and recording a music video. A 10 minute. Having Dylan O'Brien, I think that, I believe that's his name. That's Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien play Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> in a ten-minute music video with the young woman from Stranger Things after a three-month relationship nine years ago, and rehashing this whole thing just seems 
and I mean, you know, strike me down if if this is uh, uncouth. <laughs> Seems a little unnecessary, perhaps. It feels like a lot for a three-monther uh, a decade ago. And that's all I got to say. I've had three-monthers. I, on her side, too. I've had three monthers that didn't go the way I thought they were going. Um, Last thing you want to do is bring it up nine years later. <laughs> I can think of a three monther that. Wait, no, what am I, 25? Yeah, I could think of a three monther that happened <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. And you know how nuts that would sound. <laughs> Maybe we got lost in translation. Oh, my God. You know what? Speaking of, we'll give you all a little taste of the 10-minute version of All <laughs> yeah. Too Well before we roll Spin into that. what is the funkiest album to come out in, in 30 years. Uh, so here is All Too Well. So if I edited that right, that was Taylor Swift's Red into Smoking Out the Window by the one and only Silk Sonic. There's no way you don't edit in this bitch. I can't. Just a- <laughs> I have to. I have to do it now because. Whoo- what a f- just great little moment. I mean, they really stretched the fucking moment out. They because did. This should have been out in the summer. Yep. No question. Easy. And they held it and held it and held it. But it finally came out, and I think because my expectations were so high, it was hard to fight off feeling a little bit underwhelmed just by the overall length. I thought we were going to get a lot more. Um, I was hoping for that, too. But, man, is it quality. It's so high. To me, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. If your parents don't listen to... 
new music, quote unquote. <laughs> They'll love this. They would adore this. Yeah. They don't know Anderson Pack yet. They probably know Bruno Mars. High chance. Because he'll catch a grenade for you, but not anymore. I think every parent heard uh, 24 Karat. 24 Karat Magic. Yeah. By the way, that was also a pretty short album. So I, even though I was disappointed by it, I was not surprised that this was pretty short. I think yeah. 24 Karat uh, Magic is 12 songs. I didn't even think of that. Wow. And yeah. that, I mean, that stood on its own for quite a while. Exactly. So I, I wasn't thoroughly surprised, though. Yeah, I was disappointed. But man, is it, is this a good nine from Silk it's Sonic? It's so good. Um, I mean, the mat like the combination of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack makes so much sense on paper. But I don't think anyone ever thought that it would happen before it actually did. Like I don't think anyone would have seen this coming. No, not um, at all. And it works so, so, so well. If you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard um, Anderson Pack's Malibu. Great that's album. That's a really, really, really good album. Um, highly recommend it. I'm, I'm saying that because I assume most of y'all have listened to quite a bit of Bruno Mars over the years. Yeah, I have a feeling you you know some Bruno Mars. Anderson Pack been around for a minute, but certainly less well known and a really good artist. And I... I really hope this isn't the only Silk Sonic project they release. I don't think it will be. How much Anderson Pack like history do you know? Not a ton. So I actually I saw this little video about someone saying, uh, "Hey, you know, if you love Silk Sonic, you don't know much about Anderson Pack. Here's his history," and just kind of walk through like where he's been. And they completely they kind of made it sound like he. Um, came out of nowhere one day after like a few failed projects or not failed as in like didn't get huge attention. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he got featured on Dr. Dre's album and suddenly he blew up from that. But they're skipping like two years where he was a part of a musical duo, I believe called no worries. Okay. And he had a song called suede, which I would still play to this day. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. You got to check out Suede. Suede um, by No Worries. Uh, yeah. And it's like NX Worries, but, you know, pronounced No Worries. Um, yeah. And he, he has two years of being in that. Either way, he's incredibly talented. Um, he can very clearly make music. But no, I would not have been like, yeah, those two should get together. Right. It, it doesn't make sense when you just like write that down on paper. But when you hear Leave the Door Open... I Smoking mean, out the window. I mean, it's on. too good. It's too good. Um, and that brings us finally to Adele 30. Divorce, babe. Divorce. Divorce, babe. I I literally saw a video earlier today about best-selling albums of all time. And the guy was like, no modern albums sell unless you're literally Adele. Yeah. Like... You don't reach the numbers that they did in the 80s unless you're quite literally Adele. And it just, it's nuts. I mean, to have released four albums. That's it? That's so few. 19, 21, 25, and 30. In 11 years, four albums. And undisputably... 
one of the greatest vocalists of our listening generation. Easily. Maybe not necessarily one of the greatest like singer songwriters. Um, I think that category itself has a lot of artists that probably deserve more recognition for maybe like creativity, whatever. Um, but in terms of like what she can do, I mean, we're talking like conversations with Aretha Franklin. Yeah. With Whitney Houston. She's like that level, I think of talent and notoriety that, she deserves to be in those conversations. I'm certainly not saying Adele is better than Aretha Franklin or Whitney Houston. No, it's it's not a better than. It's just if you're thinking of greats. She's in there for sure. Greatest of this generation? For sure. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily up there. It, it, I would be surprised if she isn't in your top three of like vocalist. Um, unless, you know, you, you pick someone out of Cali that hasn't blown up and has yeah. only done slam poetry. She's like, sorry, I don't know them. But Right. Just so much talent. Um, dating Rich Paul. I mean, go with that bag, girl. <laughs> we we love it. We love to see it. Watch those Laker games. Um, yeah, just I mean, what what can't you say about Adele that already has been said? You know, nothing. I mean, you know, it's been an interesting. Nah, I don't even want to talk about it. I kind of do. Her weight loss. Has been an interesting conversation for me to see people speak about mm-hmm. because I've seen the conversation of uh, like, hey, that's a bad thing. And I think that comes from a place of, hey, you might have been representing a lot of people at a, at a, in a certain way. Right. Like people saying, you know, we don't necessarily need to hype this up as like what everyone needs to do because people are kind of worried about being accused of fat shaming and it's this whole conversation about well is it fat shaming or is it promoting a healthy lifestyle is it you know Adele but certainly in the end did it for her obviously for her own health or her own confidence or her own body image whatever it was Adele did it for her her own reasons but it, it always ends up becoming a conversation of well, what does this say to other people that are overweight and looked up to Adele? Do I know? To, I, I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's an interesting. I think I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because, man, I love her. She's always been gorgeous to me both ways. I don't care. And, but I now, think I'm. But now it's like. I, so in love with her voice. True. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in the olden days, like they'd write poetry about women and be like. I heard the soft whisper of her voice and knew that she must have. Be, she must be my wife. She must mother my children. They like, were talking about Adele. Adele's, that's Adele. Adele's great 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 grandma. That's a, <laughs> that's Adele. Like I hear her voice and I'm like, marry me, and then divorce me if you feel like it. But like, marry right? me. But at least like, put me in a song, please. Yeah, this was really good. Um, and you know what's crazy? Easy on me tricked me. Yeah, I thought when she released that single. She said, album coming. I was like, I heard easy on me and went, damn it. I'm going to get the same Adele that I had five years ago, which is an upsetting feeling Mm -hmm. because easy on me absolutely sounds like it sounds like I know obviously the content is slightly different and has different context, but it sounds like something that could have been on a previous album. And I was 
honestly low-key upset that uh, it sounded that way. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it. I mean, I got to Oh My God, which to me is a super standout track. And I was like, yeah, she did things different. Um, What's the really long one? Uh, my Little Love. No, yeah, I got to My Little Love. And I was like, yeah, okay. She tricked me. Yeah, this was definitely a very different album. Um, I I heard on on a podcast, I forget exactly which one it was, um, that this was kind of what you see when an artist goes to therapy before recording the album. Um, and they said that almost in a, a slightly, not disappointed tone, but almost like, I wonder what an Adele divorce album would have been like right after it had happened as opposed to post-processing emotions and and kind of taking a very mature approach to this. It's kind of the antithesis to the the Olivia Rodrigo album, which was very much raw. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to put it all out there and, and call you out for everything. Whereas this is kind of like very understanding and, and clearly thought out, kind of just almost like a thesis on her own divorce yeah it's like she really looked inward a lot in writing this album and it shows it's it's interesting it's it's certainly not as raw maybe as emotionally as some as certainly as her her last her first three albums um but still just i mean it's adele it is and i'm i'm so with you i actually had that thought the second or third time i heard this because i spun this a good bit and i still am um which was man this is she's so far removed from this situation that it doesn't have the fuck you track on it Mm -hmm. right (laughs) that a lot of breakup or divorce albums have for sure. Uh, and I wish it did. Not because I wish that pain on an artist, but because I know it would be amazing. Of course. Um, and I can so still appreciate this, though. Uh, I actually listened to her interview with Zane Lowe um, like the night or two, two days before the album itself dropped which I'm a little mad at myself for because when you hear someone else's opinion before you hear the project, I feel like it influences how I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually gave a lot of context for a ton of these. Um, and hearing the stories behind it just like enriched the music in my opinion, like hearing the story behind, like uh, I think uh, my little love and how she originally had it a 15 minute track. I do remember hearing about that, <laughs> uh, which Adele, if you're listening, please release that. Um, <laughs> yeah, be That'll like, be in nine years. Yeah, be, I was going to say she's going to pull an Adele's version. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is so, so impressive. It's Adele doing what Adele it's, does. It's Adele. What do Sorry, you there's just, there's not a way for her to make bad music. There really isn't. There really isn't. Um, and I think that pretty much wraps up most of the major releases that came out um, during this half of the year. Obviously, we're, we will have missed some. Um, Nas, of course, dropped 
an album. Um, JPEG Mafia as well. Shout out JPEG. Um, Tyler, the creator, released his best album that we didn't really talk about. Oh, we didn't even bring that up. Did that show up on that list? That must have been in June. It was in June, and I think it was a few weeks. Because it was a July through December list. Mm -hmm. He did drop that album, and I think it's his best album. And I don't have to dive into it, but that's his best album. Fair. I, uh, I think there are a lot of hits on it. I have seen stuff about... It's kind of like an album about the girl that he's dating now, and she's like very young and like when was he writing these songs really yeah i think she's like 18 or 19 and Uh, it's very clear that these were written when she was potentially underage uh tyler's like 30 that'll ruin an album experience i didn't know that yeah i hate to bring that up i've uh, been spinning what's your name so yeah, girl, you look malnourished. Is because she's under two. Yeah, it might be because she hasn't quite finished puberty yet. <laughs> um, so so, so listen at your own discretion, audience. <laughs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Frank, we need an album. I thought he was still dating dudes. <laughs> oh fuck, nah, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what context? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, still a good album. So with that, um, that is kind of our our rundown of what we've missed. Uh, again, we're sorry we haven't been doing episodes, but life happens. Um, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. And from there, 